Everyone doing okay this morning? Yeah. That's a woot? Okay. All right. Um, I was, uh, so I'm a real human. I shop. Uh, I was in Kroger's this last week. And um, just was going through the line, just getting my stuff. And um, the young woman who was checking me out, I noticed, <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> oh, gosh. Does everyone know what I meant by that? I just feel my face getting red. <clears throat> the person at the checkout. <laughs> I noticed her name. And her name was, I think it would be pronounced Ayantu. A-Y. A-N-T-U, Ayantu. And so I just said, as I often do, because I'm fascinated by names and languages and so forth, I said, do you know what your name means? And she was just kind of, matter of fact, she said, I don't really know, something like, she shall be great, or something like that. I'm like, wow, that's better than what my name means, crown wolf. <laughs> crown wolf. I think that's pretty clear, yep. So I said, oh, what language is that? And she said, I don't know. I think it's from Ethiopia. And honestly, I, I mean, I met an Ethiopian 30 years ago, and for some reason I remember, oh, their language is Amharic. So I said, oh, is that Amharic? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. Here's what struck me as I, as I walked out. I just thought, how many of us go around every day not realizing how God sees us? not realizing what God has named us. I'm not just talking about crown wolf, you know, the, the name, but how God views us and when he looks at us, what he thinks about us and how many of us walk around not realizing God's calling, God's identity, and then what God wants to do in and through us in the world. That, that struck me just walking out of Kroger's and I thought as I was preparing for this message on Abraham, um, it's time for us to receive and to be and to give the blessing that we are in God's plan. Like it is, it's time for the people of God to know what your name is, you know, the name that Jesus calls you, what he's given you, what you're called to be, and also the way that we're called to give away what God's given us. Not based on, you know, our actual names, though Heather will prophesy to you about your name, like baby dedications, and we all want that, but based on God's promise of blessing and God's leadership of love. So with that kind of introduction, if you have a Bible or a device, turn to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis, first book of the Bible, chapter 12. And we're going to be reading just the, the first 3.2 verses, 1 through 4a. So as you're turning, a little bit of context for um, Genesis 12. Genesis chapter 11, if you remember, is the Tower of Babel. So at the Tower of Babel, literally the scripture says man was trying to make a name for himself. Uh, man, I mean, the people of God were, the people that God created were trying to become something great outside of God's sovereign blessing. They were trying to make a name for themselves. And so at the end of uh, 
Genesis 11, God scrambles the languages. God says, here they are unified in a bad way, and I'm going to mess this up because I want them for myself, and then I want to use them for the world. So God scrambles the languages, and then immediately, well, at least one, one, you know, three verses later, immediately God sets in motion a plan to redeem all the peoples. So Genesis 11, bad things happening. God scrambles the languages, divides the people. All these separate ethno-linguistic groups, uh, uh, you know, come to being. And then the very next verse, God chooses Abraham and says, I want you to go and help me redeem all the nations. With that context, Genesis chapter 12, um, reading verses 1 through 4a. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham went as the Lord had told him. Let's pray. God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would you use this scripture, this story, this reality, and communicate to us today with my words and in our spirits how you see us and who we are and what you've given us and what we're called to be and how we cooperate with your kingdom plan for the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. So God declares this threefold promise to Abraham. He says, I'll bless you. By the way, he'll, I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you. There's one. I'll make your name great so you will be a blessing. God speaks to his name, which he's going to change in about four chapters. Um, and then God says, and all the peoples on the, on the earth will be blessed through you. So this is the missionary heart of God, choosing a man and a people, making him great with blessing, and then sending him to the world to do what God's called him to do. So we, before we jump into those promises, it's important for us to recognize that as we read Genesis 12, you may look at this as, oh, that's a guy from the past, that's an old guy, you know, that's his own stuff, that these promises are for us. That if we're in Jesus, these promises to Abraham from God are for us to us and through us. So um, wherever you are in your Bible, flip to Galatians chapter 3, New Testament, Galatians chapter 3. And what I want to do, it won't be on the screen. I just want to kind of, um, I just want to kind of give you the highlight reel of good news from Galatians 3. So ESPN watchers, this is like the top 10 of Galatians chapter 3. So verse 6, it says that Abraham, that's who we're chatting about in Genesis 12. Abraham believed God. He just believed. He didn't do anything yet. He just believed, and God credited it to him as righteousness. It wasn't what Abraham did that earned righteousness. It was his belief so that God could display his righteousness to give it to him. Galatians 3, 7, if we believe, then we are also are the children of Abraham. 
So if your faith is in Jesus, you are a child of Abraham, according to Galatians 3. We're justified by faith. In other words, we don't get stuff from God because of what we do. We are in relationship with God because we have believed that he's called us and saved us in Christ. Galatians 3.8, God announced the gospel in advance to Abraham. Have you seen this verse before? Paul actually says, God preached the gospel to Abraham before the gospel existed. He said to Abraham, here's how it's going to work. By faith, all these people will be blessed. Just as you have believed, they will believe in your offspring, and we will be in heaven together. All the nations will be blessed through you. That's God's affirmation of of Abraham. I'm going to bless all the nations through you. Verse 9, those who rely on faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. In other words, if you have faith in Jesus, you receive the same blessing as Abraham. Verse 14, God redeemed us who believe so that the blessing given to Abraham might come to Gentiles. That's probably 98.5% of us non-Jews, through Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Verse 18, God in his grace gave his inheritance of blessing to Abraham through a promise. And then verse 28, through, uh, though the scripture makes it clear that God will fulfill all of his promises to Israel, the actual Israel, we don't replace Israel, God will make his promises real and true for Israel. Still, if we belong to Christ, we're one with all who believe. So Galatians 3, 28, Paul says, there's no longer any Jew or Greek, no male or female. We're one in Christ. So God gives this blessing to Abraham, and through Christ, we receive the blessing. This is all important because we're going to go in and find out what that blessing is. And then verse 29, If we belong to Christ, we are Abraham's seed. We are his offspring. And we're heirs of his blessing according to the promise. So I encourage you, read Genesis 12, one, you know, Genesis 12 in general with new eyes. Not just the promise to Abraham, but the promise to you. The promise to us as the people of God. Okay, with all that in mind, listen to the scripture again. The Lord had said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you, and I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse, and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. So now, what is it that God promised, and how do we live today uh, in accordance with these promises and in faith? And we'll just take a couple minutes on this, but I urge you to read through this and pray into how God wants to speak to you. God says to Abram and to us, I will bless you. I love words. The Hebrew word for, uh, for uh, blessing is barakah. I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's darn close. 
And what it means is this, a pronouncement of good. God gave to Abram a pronouncement of good. It's a declaration of righteousness. Do you see the foreshadowing of that? Even in Genesis 12, Abram doesn't know he's going to be credited with righteousness by his faith, but God does. And so he says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to declare you righteous in my sight. Blessing also means the favor of God. It's a gift. It's a present. In other words, not something you earn, but something that you receive. It's grace. It can also mean a treaty of peace. Almost like two warring parties coming together and say, let's make peace. I'll give you this, you give me that, we'll be okay. We'll be on the same side. It's like God saying to Abram, I know things are tough out there, but we're going to be on the same side. I'm for you. It also can mean the praise of God as a noun. So this might be stretching it a bit, I don't know. But to me, it seems like God is saying to Abram, I will give you the gift of worship. As I bless you, all that stuff I just said, you will get to turn around and bless me. You'll get to be in my presence and say good things about me and declare our peace and, and recognize my favor in your life. So for Abraham, and uh, this promise of blessing meant some very specific things. It meant a land and provision, a place to be and everything that, that Abraham needed. It's a funny thing, you know, that God says. He says, go to the place I will show you. Can you just see Abraham like, well, what was the name of that place again? I didn't mention that. It's the place I'll show you. Okay, how do I get there? Well, I'll show you. How do I tell my wife about this? We're moving. Where? Yes. That's a tough one. So it meant land and provision. It also meant protection and direction. The place that I'll show you and your enemies, they're going to be my enemies. I'm with you. If you'll believe, this will all work out. So Abraham is tested. If you read the rest of Genesis, Abraham is severely tested Adam and I were talking about this this morning. He blows it. If you just read through Genesis, Abraham screws up quite often. And yet, God says about him in the scripture, Romans 4, he did not waver in belief. I don't know what to do with that other than to feel like, okay, if I feel like I'm wavering, God may have a different view at times of the way I express my faith. Abraham was led by God, even if the directions maybe were a tad vague. For us, as the children of Abraham, as the seed, the offspring of Abraham, you know, um, as the people of God because of Jesus, what does it mean for us? 2 Peter 1, 2 and 3, this is what popped into my mind earlier this week. Peter says, grace and peace to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has provided to call everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. In other words, God says to us in Christ, the same promise of Abraham, you have what you need. Let's just be honest, that's hard to hear. Because many of us feel like, but I lack. I need more. I want more. I'm in trouble. And I think 
Somehow God wants to communicate to us this morning, you have what you need. You have everything you need for life and godliness in Christ Jesus. So a question for us thing in your life is, can you see God's blessing? Can you see God's blessing in your life? Can you thank God for the place that he's uh, put you in, for the way that he's provided for you, whether that's money, job, friends, whatever that is. Can you see that God's protected you and directed you? Or maybe this morning you need God to open your eyes to be able to see and receive his blessing. And that's maybe one of the things we'll pray about today. God, will you open my eyes to see what it is that you've given me and how do I live in this blessing from you? So his uh, first pronouncement, his first promise from God to Abram, I will bless you. Second, he says, I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. Which says to me that the blessing of God is not something just that you receive and believe, but something that you are. The blessing of God is not something that just falls upon you. Somehow, the blessing of God is something that we become. Somehow, we incarnate the blessing of God. For Abraham, that meant he got to live in God's presence. He got to carry God's presence. He got to give it away. He did it imperfectly. But somehow, Abraham, in his... Here's so much in my sermons recently. But I was tested by the Lord. I mean, I went to Walmart again last week. I was looking for a a band for my Fitbit. You know, I was going to spend $4.99. Of course, Walmart doesn't have a band for a Fitbit anymore. So I was standing there at the jewelry counter in Walmart thinking, God, please, I just want a band for my Fitbit. So I'm waiting. I press the button. Nobody shows up. I press the button again. Nobody shows up. So I press the button again, and nobody shows up. So I'm just standing there thinking, all right, I guess it's time to go. I'm no, no band for my Fitbit. And on the other side of some aisle, I hear a person, I won't mention the gender, a person yelling at the top of their lungs. And I won't say all the words that were said. They were very clear. They were not kind. They were very impatient. And then uh, I heard um, a Walmart associate came, and this person just railed on them. I mean, they gave it to him. As if that Walmart employee had personally put a gun to their head and shot them. You know, like, this is what it felt like. It was so extreme. And by that point, I thought, I don't think I really need a watch band. <laughs> I, just, I just exited. And I'll just be honest. I thought, man, I'm glad I'm not like that. Well, that's dangerous. <laughs> Side note, (laughs) he said they moved them to the electronics department. (laughs) Fast forward two days, and I'm at the hospital visiting a uh, member of our church, Michael Trevino, who just had some serious surgery. And Mike and Beth Trevino, if you know them, they're they're just beautiful. The first words out of Mike's mouth when I came to the hospital to see him were, We just want to be a blessing to every person who walks in the door. That was his declaration. And I just thought, I mean, he was on drugs, but I just thought. (laughs) But it came out of his heart. 
Because when I visited him a few days later without the drugs, he said, I just want to be a blessing to everyone who walks in this room. And, you know, I think that's a part of our call. That's the blessing of God to us is we don't just receive God's good news and blessing. We are a blessing. So Mike and Beth just blessed people in that hospital room. Every nurse, every doctor, every person bringing food of various sorts and kinds in the hospital, they just blessed them. They, they just thanked them to the point that when um, I was praying for them at the end, uh, you know, I was just about to leave, and I'm praying for them, and a nurse walks in. She says, oh, I'm so sorry. I hate to walk in on prayers. Like she was offending us, and Mike just turned and said, this prayer is for you. And so we just prayed for the nurse, you know. God, thank you for the gift of this nurse or the blessing they're serving and the way they're helping. Here's my point. We don't just receive the blessing of God. We are the blessing of God. And so think about that. Pray about that. God, how have you called me to be a blessing? If I'm in Walmart or in the hospital or in my home or at my school or at my work or wherever I am, would people look at me and say, what a blessing they are? What good news they bring. What favor from God they release. What peace they carry. All those elements of a blessing. Do we stir, stir others to worship by our lives? Do people look at your life and say, man, look at the way they, they walk and they carry God's presence. It makes me want to worship. It makes me want to know this God. It makes me want to move in grace. Finally, God says to Abraham and to us, and all peoples will be blessed through you. It's, it's not complicated. We're given the blessing of God, and we are the blessing of God, and then everywhere we go, we give away what we are, blessing. That's a part of our calling. That's why our mission statement is encounter the love and the power of God, all of that, the blessing, and then give it away to the world because that's a part of what we're called to do. For Abraham, this was very physical. Abraham's descendants became the, um, the people through whom Jesus, the Messiah, was born. So for Abraham, this blessed through him was very real. His line brought the Messiah, which is why we're a part of his family. Abraham, by the, by the way, in case you were wondering, in Genesis 12, it's Abram. By Genesis 15, 17, it's Abraham. Abram just means exalted father, like you're pretty important. Abraham means the father of multitudes. So God says to this man to whom he, he gives his blessing, you are big, but you're going to be bigger because you're going to be the father of multitudes, of many, many nations. All the peoples, all the nations, all the families. For us, that blessing is we carry the love and the power of God. We carry the message of Jesus, which is forgiveness and love. We carry the ministry of Jesus, which is redemption and healing. In this verse, Genesis 12:3 is the missionary heart of God. It's God's desire to bless the nations through his people. Abraham, Jesus, and all who are connected to him. It's part of our mission. We're literally on a mission from God, if that takes you back to a movie from the 70s, 80s, 
sometime a long time ago. Um, one author says this, it's not so much that the church has a mission in the world, but the mission of God has a church. The mission of God to bless all people through us has a church, has a people, and we are that people. We've not been blessed by God so that um, in order to become more like the world. God didn't say, bless you, and now become like the world. God said, bless you, now help the world become more like me. And that's not going to be through love, anger, or militant violence. That's going to be through love. That's going to be God showing his blessing to us, causing us to be a blessing, and then sending the blessing through us to other people. The plan of God was to pick a people. So he picked Abram, and he made him the father of multitudes, Abraham. And now we are those people. Like we are the chosen people of God. We're grafted in. That's a part of our identity and calling. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, it says, But you, and this is speaking to you, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people. Can you identify with that? Once I didn't fit. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That's God's declaration over us. As the big C church, as the little C vineyard, as your small group, as you personally in Christ. He showered blessing on you. So much blessing that it's no longer just what we have, but who we are. And that blessing is meant to. And you know what? You can't really prevent it. Spill out into the world. Who is it that God wants to bless through you? Do, do, you, do you know that? Is that specific to you? And I got two little tests for how do you determine who God wants to bless through you. One's the providence test. Where has he placed you? Just look around. Just look at your neighborhood or the apartment next to you. Start with your family. That's a hard one, right? Start with your family. Who does God want to bless through you? Start with your family. Look around. Where do you work? God, these must be the people that you want to bless through me. That's the providence test. I also have another P, the problem test. I just think of it like this. Who is broken around you and needs the healing of Jesus? Is there a problem around you that you can look at and say, God, not in a, pri- in a proud way, but in a humble way, God, could it be that I have the answer to that problem? That person who needs food, could I be the answer? That person who needs love, could I be the answer? That person who needs grace, could I be the answer? That person who just needs to be listened to, could I be the answer to that problem? Not not to say I'm the Savior, but to say I represent the Savior, and he wants to give to you. He wants to listen to you. He wants to care for you. He wants to heal you. It's time to receive, to be, and to give the blessing that we are in God's plan. 
And I'll just close with this, Genesis 12, 4a. It just says this, so Abram went as the Lord told him. So lots of history, I mean, some history on Abram before this, I won't go into that, but there's the Babel thing, and then here's Abram. He'd been called earlier to leave his father's family. But here, God says to him again, I want you to go to the place that I call you. And Abram's response at this point was this, Abram went as the Lord told him. Is there any place in your life that God has clearly told you to go, something he's called you to do, and you've done it halfway? If you've been here more than 12 seconds, you know that my next line is no condemnation, no accusation, just an invitation to say, God, is there anything you've called me to that I've not yet fulfilled? And then just follow Abram. Just do Just go in the same way that God's told you to do it. Maybe this morning some of us need eyes to see and to receive the blessing of God in this life and then to go, even if we don't know where. It it takes a lot of courage to say to God, when God says, go to the place I'll show you, it takes a lot of courage to get up the next morning and leave. It takes a lot of faith, but God's giving that kind of faith today. Maybe you need faith to be the blessing, to so identify with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit what they've done for you, that you are a blessing wherever you go. Can you imagine walking into your work or your family or whatever, the gym, the grocery store, and being the blessing of God and just pronouncing it everywhere you go? God bless you, not just after a sneeze. But God bless you. God speak his good news to you. God bring you peace, protection, provision, leadership, direction. Or maybe he's got the blessing, I am the blessing, and God's just saying it's time to give it away. It's it's time to step up and give it away. It's time to receive, to be, and to give the blessing that we are in God's plan. Let's pray. Would you stand? And I'll ask the ministry team, any members of the ministry team to come forward. God, you've so graciously created us, redeemed us, called us by name. Your presence is here with us. You've given us the gift of salvation, the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask God that you come right now and speak to your people. Encourage your people. God, we ask for an increase of faith. We ask for eyes to see. We ask for courage to give away what we've been given. So maybe you can just ask the Lord to show you. Do you do you need more faith this morning just to believe, to see, eyes to see what God's given you? Do you want to be a blessing? Do you want that love of God to be so evident in you that people just walk away and say, what a blessing they are. I see God in them. Or maybe you want to release more blessing in your life. 
If any of those things are true, we would love to pray for you up here. You can also pray in your seats. You can pray with the people that you came with. Maybe there's any something else going on in your life. You need physical healing. You've got an emotional or a spiritual issue that you just want God to come and address. I invite you to come forward and we'll pray for you. So Lord, as people respond, as we receive, we ask for the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit to be on us, to be in us, and to go through us. In the name of Jesus, amen. If you'd like